on this episode of the 2X e-commerce podcast show, I'm going to be talking about scaling, scaling through distribution. Do stay tuned. Well, well, welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kune, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me, and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Hello, guys. This is Kunle Campbell of the 2X e-commerce podcast show, the podcast dedicated to strategic growth for online retailers. You, my listeners, either ask me questions on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce, or I teach you about a specific marketing tactic geared to helping you sell more in your online stores. I have to tell you guys, I'm talking to myself. And I would pretty much like you guys to, if you listen, if you really listen to this show, just give me a shout out on Twitter using the hashtag 2X e-commerce, okay? I feel I'm talking to myself and I would hate to talk to myself, but just give me a shout out on 2X e-commerce. Let's get a conversation starting, not on 2X e-commerce, on Twitter. Just use the hashtag 2X e-commerce. I'm Kune T. Campbell on Twitter. Just search Kune Campbell on Twitter. You will find me. Okay, so on today's show, I'm super excited. I'm going to be talking about scaling through distribution. And not a lot of marketers actually talk about this. And that's because... As marketers, we feel pigeonholed into the traditional, quote-unquote, traditional options open to us for to marketing. So the traditional channels, more or less. So we would typically talk about search. We talk about social media. We'll we'll talk about publicity, possibly. We leave it to the PR guys. We we pretty much just pigeon uh, pigeonhole ourselves into specific email marketing. Sorry, and we 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 pretty much just keep us keep ourselves in the silos. And what I want to kind of talk about in, in on this episode really is how to grow and scale, you know, into markets, into new markets, entirely new markets, into into a wider market off the back of distribution. And with with regard to distribution, I'm going to talk through two major concepts. One, you never might have thought about it. Um, because you'd have thought that that's more a business growth strategy. But I would argue and say it's a blend of business strategy and marketing. You should be having that conversation, you know, with the leadership, you know, um, team in your organization. If you work in marketing, if you run a business, you should certainly, certainly tap into this. So I just want to talk about growth and scale. And I remember I was reading a book where it's like to make millions you need to impact millions, right? And there are two concepts you have to understand. One concept is magnitude versus, and the second one is scale. 
right? Magnitude is more or less having, making huge strides, huge deals, taking massive steps, right? And that pretty much means, you know, someone, let me give you an example. This is a really, really off the scale example, which is someone who sells airplanes, right? They could work and work and not sell all through the year and just sell once and they're sorted. That's magnitude. And then they have a a commission of a million dollars. That's magnitude. Now, scale is more or less you making $10 here or 10 pounds here, you know, you making money in trickles, but it scales to run into a huge market, right? And that's what I'm really into in this topic. I'm, I'm talking about scale in terms of getting into markets, getting into households, getting into as many hands, getting as many eyes to see you, you know, just to know about your brand, to actually just have that aha moment and say, you know what? I actually want what these guys are selling. I actually want that brand. It's, it's, it's a realization of a demand, okay? At scale, you know, through impacting millions and millions and millions of people. And you need to think about markets. You need to think about households. If you look at mainstream, so just let's step out of e-commerce. Let's step out of marketing. And you think about, you know, shows like X Factor or shows like um, Shark Tank or shows like Dragon's Den and the impact they have on the businesses that actually, you know, pitch or win business on there, on, on those, you know, kinds of shows. And you, you just look at the trajectory, you know, and, and you, you just due to the audience size, the millions of people tuned in, or you look at, you know, the the sports of football, you know, which is soccer in America, or um, you look at um, Major League Basketball, um, you look at, um, um, what's not Major League Basketball, the NBA, Major League Baseball, you look at the NFL, you, you, you look at FIFA, you look at, um, you know, um, the English League, all the European leagues, and you, that is skill because eyeballs are concentrated on that, on the games, on, on the activity, on, on that particular activity for, you know, over an hour, for hours, you know, over a weekend. Now, with regards to e-commerce, bringing it down to e-commerce, you really want to look at how you're going to scale your marketing and your reach. And I have three, there are really only three ways to really scale your marketing, your reach. And this is me assuming your doing Google AdWords already, you're doing all the traditional stuff, you're doing your social media, you're doing your Facebook, you know, advertising, you're, you know, you're, you're working out your emails, you're getting into, you know, um, you're, you're reaching out, you're, you're basically maximizing. This is the assumption that you're maximizing, right, all the available traditional digital channels, perhaps bar um, YouTube, because um, YouTube, is an interesting beast in, in itself. But let's let's assume that you're really maximizing your entire market in, in say AdWords, your SEO visibility is high, you know, um, you're, you're you're doing Facebook, um, you're in the market basically. Say say you're not an offline brand, okay? Let's just assume you're you're an online, you're a pure play e-teller, and you're thinking, okay, now that I've you know sort of covered the market that we have like, you know, perhaps 20% market share in this space or whatever share you have, you, you know you're maximizing 
all the channels available to you online and your customer acquisition cost are really, you know, significantly, you know, low or, you know, they're, 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 they're where they should be and you're happy. You're thinking, how do I get more customers? How do we actually 10X this business? How do, I, how do we actually, you know, 2X this business? We need to grow this business exponentially. There are three ways, there are three key ways to tapping into new markets, to getting more business. And the first one, which is very business oriented, at the same time requires marketing know-how and expertise, is distribution deals. So securing distribution deals on larger platforms. In my opinion, right, marketplaces or platforms that allow you to sell and have a wide range, so they the, the wide, wide range of products and a huge customer base are potential markets. So let's let me give you an example with regards to distribution. Let, let's talk um, let's say you're a fashion retailer and you are selling scarves, you know, luxury scarves, or maybe you're just selling, you know, decent scarves, you know, just reasonably priced scarves, but really good design now. And um, you're doing your Instagram, you're on Facebook, you know, you're, you're even on Snapchat and you're, you're, you're gaining momentum, you're gaining attention. One of the things you can do, right, to this first point is to find a distribution deal across platforms your potential, you know, um, customers actually already shop on who have their credit card details. So you'd look at probably ASOS.com, their marketplace, or you could actually contact ASOS directly, the buyers at ASOS directly to, to work out a deal, you know, with, with them actually stocking you on their main website. You could, you know, do the same from, for, for sites like ModCloth. You could go on Amazon. You could, you need to look for platforms and don't shy away from offline retail. This is first-hand experience. You know, I'm working with clients and, you know, seeing huge success, just partnering with huge platforms with a huge reach. You're, you need to think about their footprint, right? You know, um, I'm going to talk about, I'm going to talk about um, the reason why Google, right? Google ranks off as in um, bricks and mortar, right? Bricks and mortar sites over pure play e-tellers soon. I'm going to, actually, I'm going to write a blog post um, where, where I cover why. But besides that, what you really need to think about is footprint, right? Don't restrict yourself to only, or your brand to only, uh, you know, to, to only online channels. So you, you need to think about how you're going to broker deals on other platforms on with other retailers or the big retailers that have, you know, huge footprints. Now this, the caveat here is you own your brand, right? You need to own your brand. Um, you're not, I'm assuming you're not, you know, just um, selling or merchandising other, you know, brands. So distribution actually works and distribution should not just be viewed as, you know, uh, a thing, a business, you know, just a business um, activity. When you work out distribution, you need to actually engage in a true partnership with, you know, retail partners, you know, because they're selling direct to consumer and you need to support every activity they're doing to market your brand. You need to guide them on how to, you know, properly market your brand from your messaging. You know, you could help them out with email marketing. You could 
help them out with running giveaways. You could, you know, help them out with their AdWords. You could, you know, run Facebook campaigns for them. It needs to be a partnership where if you know what's already working in your store and you're and that's already gained traction, you could extend that to driving traffic to their stores online and offline, right? So you need to really think about how you're going to extend your marketing to help your retail partners, your distribution partners to to sell more of your products. So that's point number one. Point number two is working with celebrity level influencers. I mean, people who are like, top tier influencers who you know, and and this obviously will require a lot of budget, but you know, if people, right, if the top level celebrity influencers are passionately using, um, no, passionately actually believe in what you do in your brand and that they continuously use your products geez, you're going to get a lot of eyeballs, especially if you're targeting the right kind of influencers, the right kind of top level influence. I'll give you an example. Um, so early on this year, I started to to um, work out a lot, you know, um, at least four times a week. And um, it was largely strength, you know, I'll go to the gym and I, used, I, I still lift weights. I, I lift, you know, I lift a lot of weight. I, I lift weights quite regularly. And um I, I used I used to be a runner, and I just had to. I just switched over from running to 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 um switching, and I actually prefer you know weightlifting, and then I also do high intensity, you know, um, workouts. But <clears throat> that's beside the point. I tune into YouTube quite a lot, you know, to to understand the right form, you know, for for, for various um for various workouts and exercises. I you know I, I do, and there's a guy called Matt Matt August. He is um an influencer. Well, he is an influencer. He he's just quite built up, and he the way he teaches, you know, people. You know, he has these on Snapchat, and I follow him on Snapchat. And just the way he teaches, his style is a laid back, you know, chap. He's one of several people I I follow in the fitness, you know, industry. Um, he's I would say he's probably top thirty. You know, he's got his YouTube. I don't actually follow him on YouTube. I follow him more on Snapchat. So um, on Snapchat, he's always wearing this brand called Gymshark. I'm like, I'm always, and I'd, I'd always thought that Gymshark was um, the brand. It's a branded apparel. Was his company, and I had so I still have so much respect. But I just had so much respect for him. It's like, wow, you know, because every day he's wearing a new Gymshark shirts, new Gymshark pants, everything, you know, he, he, he just, he was so obsessed with it. He's so passionate about it. And I was at the gym the other day and I saw, you know, someone who was wearing Gymshark and I was like, wow, interesting. What was most interesting was, um, I, on my LinkedIn, I picked up on someone who said that, Hey, Gymshark, um, congratulate you. Gymshark is the fastest growing UK company. And, you know, my August is, US based. It's like, wow. Um, Gymshark isn't actually owned by Matt. Well, Matt, as an influencer, has been passionately, you know, just ad- just wearing, using, endorsing their brand, you know. And if I was in a store and I had the opportunity to buy Gymshark or, you know, I will buy Gymshark. I, I like the brand. I actually like the brand. So what I'm trying to say in essence is that deep level. Um, relate that deep 
passionate because on, on, on the flip side, I've worked with some influencers who just wanted to work with us for the money and they just walked away after that. There was no passion. You need to look for influencers where there's relevancy, there's audience relevancy, and there's passion, right? You can't, you can measure audience, you know, relevancy, but you can't measure passion, you know, you need to feel passion, you know, they need to really believe in, in your brand. And if you can get one big celebrity to do that, it, it might just, you know, just tip the balance, you know, because people look up to these influencers, people look up to these celeb level influencers, top tier influencers, they look up to them for information in whatever niche that they're, they're covering. And if they see them on a fairly regular basis, you know, using or interacting with stuff you own, then, you know, it's, it's just great. You know, it's, it's, it's great. It's, it's, it just is natural for them to, to just, um, you know, to, 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 to become customers eventually. Okay. So number three is TV advertising, publicity, TV advertising and publicity. Now, the reason why I say TV advertising, you know, and publicity is that I recall the owner of moonpig.com who he was pretty much, I think it was like in, he was like in the red by a few hundred thousand pounds. And um, he was just relentless in, in trying to, he was building out his business basically. And um, he was, he was in the red. Moonpig.com, by the way, if, if you're listening outside of the UK, is an online or used to be an online greeting cards company from, you know, the early, I think 2004 or 2005. <clears throat> it's, it's now been sold, right? And um, it's, it's been sold, but, but I, I attended, um, uh, it was kind of like a show, it was a, it was a, it was a talk by, by um, the owner, I think his name is, I can't remember his, his first name, but his, his last name is certainly Jenkins. And um, he, he was like, you know, um, he was about to call it quits. I mean, he'd built out the business. He'd been burnt out by developers who promised, you know, the moon and they did not deliver having spent hundreds of thousands of pounds. And um, his last bit of budget, he decided to, to experiment with television advertising and he turned around his business. Now, um, I've also been um, part of meetings where we were assessing competitors and the, we, we, we assessed the impact of television on brand name search. When you're in prime time, when you have prime time TV spot and you're, you're advertising on TV, the number of people that actually want to check you out, you know, searching your brand is just ridiculous. It, it is, it, it blows, you know, you out, out of the out of the water. And if you listen to me regularly, you, I'd, I'd always say the number one metric to, to measure the health of your business is from a, from a marketing and customer acquisition standpoint is brand name search. How many people are actually searching for your brand? And TV does ridiculous, you know, amounts of, um, has a ridiculous amount of positive impact on um, the number of people who actually search your brand. Um, the same would apply for publicity. So if you were to get free publicity on, um, on, you know, on say the Today Show in America or Dragon's Den or, or what have you, you, it just drives in traffic. The, the only problem with, um, with, or the only sort of restriction with, um, with publicity is, 
you know, you cannot control it. You, it you, you get publicity when you get publicity. You obviously work for the publicity, but the, the major issue is, is that um, with regard to publicity, um, you know, with, with regard to advertising, you have full control. It's like, um, you know, comparing organic you know, Google to, to, um, to, to, to AdWords. Obviously, you know, organic actually works, but, you know, with AdWords, there's much more control. So with advertising, TV advertising, there's a lot more control. But um, businesses that actively advertise on TV aggressively, that have the budget to, to, to buy media and attention on TV, do terrifically well. And it's not just for brand name search. What also happens is you see, it generates huge momentum for your social media activities. So you you start to, to to get a lot more engagement. You get a lot more followers just off the back of that presence of of your TV, especially when you um, you drive a lot of the traffic through to your social media. But remember, the end objective is for them to purchase your your product. So you have to be very careful. You know what exactly you, you you're telling you know um, viewers to do. But there is no doubt that um, there would be a positive impact in a number of people you're, you know, you're, you're, um, you're following on, on Twitter, Facebook, or what have you. You could even actually even integrate, you know, um, campaigns on social to, 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 to onboard, you know, um, you know, followers on your social. So just to recap the three ways to scale your, your business through distribution, through just scale your business basically is distribution deals with larger platforms, working with celebrity level influencers, TV advertising and, and publicity. Hope you found those quite useful. And until the next show, to have a good one. Remember, 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 I'm hashtag 2XEcommerce. Till the next one, everybody. Have a fantastic one and catch you later. Bye-bye. So join me, Kune Campbell, every week and let's take selling physical products to the next level. To get the most out of every podcast, hit the subscribe button and get the very latest insights sent to you directly. You'd be glad you did. And to get hold of this episode's show notes, don't forget to visit physicalproductpodcast.com. Until the next show, see you later.